and welcome back to Afterglow. And uh, wow, we have made it to episode 50. Um, wasn't sure whenever I first started this podcast how long it would last. And honestly, I still don't know. But we now, as of this episode, have 50 main episodes in the can. So um, I wanted to choose a game that was pretty special to me. And uh, I think we're going to go with Final Fantasy 2. Well, now it's Final Fantasy 4, but back on the Super Nintendo, it was Final Fantasy 2. I think for the rest of the podcast, I will try to refer to it as Final Fantasy 4. For those of you that don't know, originally we did not get all the Final Fantasy games over here in America. We got the first one, we missed out on the second or th- and third, but we got the fourth. So when it came out over here, they called it 2. Then we missed out on the 5th, but we got the 6th, so when it came out over here, it became 3. And then when 7 came out, finally Square Enix said, "Uh, we're not calling it 4 over in the US, we're just going to stick with the name that is over in Japan, call it 7. And eventually we did get the older games. Um, A lot of them originally came up for the original PlayStation and compilations, and then they got released for the Game Boy Advance. And then finally we got the remasters and whatnot. So there's a big long history with the Final Fantasy numbering thing just being completely off kilter in the 80s and 90s. Very thankful they fixed that. And very thankful we got those games because honestly, um, last year I replayed every game 1 through 7. Uh, played the Pixel Remaster version. And I did it because I had never beaten Final Fantasy 2. Three, four, um, the others I had beaten, but two, three, and four I had never beaten, so I wanted to go back and actually beat those games, and last year I actually did that, and this is kind of included in that. So we're going to take a bit of a longer music cut, because I love the music in this game a whole, whole lot, and I couldn't come up with a good spot to actually, um, cut the music, so... I'm just going to play two big full tracks. Uh, They're going to be about maybe three or four minutes each, so the podcast may run a little long, as you can tell from the intro. (laughs) But we're going to go to that music break, and then afterwards I'll talk about my memories of Final Fantasy IV.
Welcome back. So here we go with Final Fantasy IV. So um, this was, I want to say, uh, high school era. Maybe I was a sophomore or a junior. I want to say I was a junior. And I had a buddy who uh, we kind of swapped a few games over. Not as many as my normal friends. This guy was kind of like a... I knew him for a year or two, but not really, like, close to the guy. Plus, I think he ended up moving after that second year. But um, his dad was a huge Final Fantasy fan. And uh, he really wanted a few games of uh, mine to borrow. And uh, I didn't know that he had these Final Fantasy games. At the time... I was still a huge fan of the first NES game, but I had moved on to stuff like uh, Chrono Trigger and Mario RPG. I knew that there were other Final Fantasy games in the Super Nintendo, but my uh, local rental store did not have them. Uh, this guy's dad did, though, so um, I can't remember what game I swapped, but I got the mother load of Final Fantasy. I got Final Fantasy 2, 3, and Mystic Quest. So, like... Everything that came up for the Super Nintendo. I'll cover 3 and Mystic Quest, which is actually 6 uh, in a later episode for sure. But uh, Mystic Quest, I might eventually cover it too. It, it's definitely a decent game. It don't deserve all the hate it gets. But it's definitely not way up on the pedestal with the other Final Fantasy games. So... I got these three games, and originally I felt the same way about Final Fantasy IV. Um, graphically, it wasn't as good as VI. The story wasn't as compelling to me as the story in VI. So it kind of went on the back burner for a while. I did kind of like it and enjoy it. But it just didn't connect with me like VI did. So during the time I had these three games, I spent most of my time with VI and only dabbled with four Mystic Quest a little bit. I did really like the music, though. Uh, of course, you notice at the beginning of the podcast, after the intro, I played the Red Wings Over Baron clip, and it's just a heck of a way to start a game. To, to me, like, Final Fantasy VI started really strong, but so did four. But, um digressing and moving on later on uh, these games came out for the Game Boy Advance not Mystic Quest but for five and six and I got four on there and that's when I started to really get into the game um started to really enjoy the story about uh, Cecil being this dark knight who uh, suddenly is betrayed by his kingdom and he's on this quest to become a paladin which is actually like only like the first beginning snippet of the game. Now, one thing I didn't care much for is all the party members are sliding in and out and in and out of your party. It feels like you are working on this uh, party member, getting them leveled up, getting them good equipment, only to end up losing them. And that happens a whole lot through... At least the first, like, three quarters of the game. You'll get a party member, you really like them, and then they're gone. 
Other than the bard. Uh, no one likes the bard character. <laughs> Which is a shame. He gives bards a bad name. Because normally I love playing as a bard in games like D&D. But uh, the bard in this one, uh, he's awful. He, he is truly a spoony bard. <laughs> but uh, while I did get into the Game Boy Advance version, sadly I did not beat the game on the Game Boy Advance because uh, my battery died. <laughs> <laughs> the game would no longer save. Uh, I was so bummed out about that. So I lost my save on the Game Boy. But then the game got a 3D remake on the 3DS. And uh, the 3D remake was really cool looking. I kind of wish we would have gotten a similarly done remake for Final Fantasy VI. Sadly, we only got Final Fantasy III and IV done in the 3D remake style. But, uh, man, I did really enjoy it. Uh, played it a lot on the DS. But, again, never beat it in the DS. I did get further. I got to pretty close to the end of the game with the uh, stuff on the moon. Never actually beat it, though. Um, later, the game got re-released again for Android. And again, I got about to the same area. I got to that moon area, but then Final Fantasy VI came out, and I got in it and played it. Kind of forgot about Final Fantasy IV, which is a real shame, because I do really enjoy the story. I just get annoyed with the fact that you lose party members all the time. But eventually, the Pixel Remaster came out, and I'm here like, all right, I, I need to actually buy all these and actually sit down in order and beat these games. So Final Fantasy IV... Its turn came up. And it was, like, really, really good. Again, um, I did like the fact that they re-added the stuff from the Japanese version that got pulled from the U.S. Super Nintendo version. Like, every character has a specialty move that they can do, but those kind of get ripped out in the uh, original Super Nintendo version. Like, Cecil as a Dark Knight... <clears throat> has this ability where he can shoot out this uh, wave at the cost of a little bit of HP. I, I think the two child mages, Palom and Param, have twin cast, which uh, allows them to cast like a really, really strong spell. And again, though you weren't given those choices in the original Super Nintendo version, and they re-add them back in. I'm really glad that they did. But... Pixel Remaster finally beat the game, and I was so thrilled. I remember I was up here in the apartment, and uh, I, I knew what to do. You do have to do is go through like a special motion of praying with Rosa in order to uh, take on the final boss. But uh, just absolutely fantastic story. I did get annoyed at the character switch out. But it's kind of a, requ a requirement for the story that they're telling. Uh, Final Fantasy VI, I love the story in it too. But the way they tell the story, it doesn't require them killing off a whole bunch of characters. Where in Final Fantasy IV, it does kind of require that for the, uh, the emotional gut punch in a way. The other thing is that uh, Kane... He is a, a Dragoon character, but, um, spoiler alert, it betrays you at every point. And every time it's like, oh, I was brainwashed. 
Uh, eventually, y'all got to do something about that because I think he betrays your party three or four times in the course of the game. It's like the first time it's like, oh, that sucks. The second time you're like, really? Again? And then by the time the third time hits, it's like, dude, like I don't even want to bring you in my party because I know what's about to happen. <laughs> But he does get a cool story arc closer at the end of the game where he goes on the quest to become a paladin, just like Cecil. So it was really cool to see that. But Kane, I've always really felt bad for, too, in the way. Not only has he got you know, the weak mind, always getting brainwashed, but uh, I feel like uh, Cecil and Rosa are like the main couple, the love interests in the game. And it's like Kane has a thing for Rosa, too, but never brings it up because... You know, Rosa and Cecil are already a couple, so it, you just kind of feel bad for the guy. And then on top of that, you know, constantly getting brainwashed and betraying his teammates. It really feel bad for the guy. And it's also really interesting that the main villain that you're chasing through the entire game ends up not really being the main villain. As a matter of fact, at the end of the game, he's not even a villain. Spoiler alert there, too. The game's 30 years old, so whatever. <laughs> But uh, the game does have an amazing story. I'm so glad that I finally beat it, even though it took me purchasing it quite a few times. Uh, maybe that's my repentance for uh, not purchasing Metroid Fusion back in the day and still playing and being an emulation, right? <laughs> but yeah, um, Final Fantasy IV has an amazing story. Great gameplay mechanics. The only negative I can give it is the fact that it's constantly taking your uh, teammates that you've spent time grinding up and getting equipment for. That being said, I'm going to close this out. We're going to play one more music track from the game before we go over the outro. So here we go.
Welcome back, and thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode of Afterglow. If you check the show notes, you'll see links to a Discord server if you want to come talk and hang out. Uh, there is also a link to the Patreon if you'd like to throw a dollar a month at the show to help support it and get a shout-out at the end of every episode. Friends of the show include Retro Gaming Roundup, one of the longest-running retro gaming podcasts, Secret Levels, um, an incredibly funny podcast goes over one game per episode, the Lost and Gone podcast. Uh, they check out media that's forgotten or even never came out. Our show logo and artwork comes from Toby Von Doom from Secret Levels, and our intro and outro music comes from Grimm from the Lost and Gone podcast. So, closing this out, there's going to be one more audio track, just because I can't review a Final Fantasy game and not put this one in. I did not put it in for the NES one that I did, but feels wrong, you know? So I have to close this out with, of course, the prelude. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Afterglow.